0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Welcome to this week's episode. Oh, it's Utah's world. Hey, I do apologize if throughout this episode we are speaking at an incredibly fast pace. Uh, we are not. We are not uh, fast forward or whatever you want to call it. Plus you know, 1.5 times or whatever it is on the podcast feed. This is how we are actually talking. It's been chaos. So to give uh, our people out there, our listeners some perspective, it's 2.42 p.m. on Friday, July 31st. Happy end of July, everybody. And at one fifty-eight, so not even an hour ago, the Pac-12 released their 10-game conference schedule. And Steve has a job. I've got a job. This is part of our jobs, and we understand that, but we got to get content to the people digitally. And my goodness, <laughs> it's been wild. And then, just to give you guys some perspective, uh, don't expect this episode to be too long, although, you know, very in depth. But we have an interview with Mark Harlan or a conference call, rather, with Mark Carlin at 3 o'clock, who, you know, the reason we're doing this podcast, Steve, quickly, now and not after the Mark Carlin is because there's a good chance Mark doesn't give away anything. The the big stuff's been broken, and that's the season, and that's the scheduling, and that's what we're here to talk about right now. I'm sure Mark will have some comments, but, you know, I love Mark. Love him. I honestly do. Don't really care what he has to say about it. You know, the people want to hear what we think about it Steve what do you think about it man should we, man. we go through it for, for people that have missed it and then we can talk about it
1: yeah yeah let's go through it real quick um so uh here's here is Utah's new 10 game conference only schedule which is set to begin September 26th so that is now week one uh moving forward is September 26th uh Utah will begin the year and I actually you know, this, the, the early part of the season is pretty favorable. Uh, you start Utah at Washington State, September 26th, so that's week one. Uh, then you go Utah at Colorado, October 3rd. And then you return, you, you come home for your first home game, uh, October 10th, Oregon State at Utah. And then you're back on the road against UCLA Friday, October 16th. Um, and then you have your 1st bye bi-week, which is now week five of this delayed season, October 24th. Um, so Tom, I'll, I'll ask you when you look at that, you know, those first five weeks, what do you think, um, looking at that slate? I think somebody's paid big money
2: to Larry Scott for putting Utah in a position to win some games early. I mean, yeah, just look at it, you know, like. The last two games of the season, for example, Steve USC at Utah, Oregon at Utah. I mean, look, let's be frank. Home and away really doesn't matter this year. There's going to be no fans, and so maybe there's an advantage to play at Rice Eccles Stadium, but it's nowhere near as big of an advantage as what it used to be with the fans in the sta- in the seats. So if USC or Oregon was was up towards the, the top end of the the schedule, I mean, that's a completely different. Schedule. Washington State's a a, a should win. Colorado should win. Oregon State should win. UCLA have been bad for a while, should win. And Arizona, arguably, the worst team in not just the Pac-12 South, but the entire conference, that should be a win as well. That's five potential games. And then, look, it gets tricky. Let's not make any mistake. The back end is tricky. With with Arizona State, that quarterback down there, he excelled during his freshman campaign. He's going to be good. Washington's always good. California's defense and and what they've been able to do since uh, their head coach took over a handful of years ago—they've improved. That's no surefire win for Utah, USC, and Oregon. We really don't need to touch on. They're always going to be tricky games. But the bottom line is momentum and confidence. Steve, yes. is a beautiful thing in any sport, but college football maybe more so than others because we're talking about young adults—you know, young, undeveloped brains. And confidence is a miracle. You know, a game changes, Steve. And if they can go five on the trot, who the hell knows what this season could, could provide for Utah fans? I mean, I don't want to say it, but they're setting themselves up to go undefeated.
1: Oh, well, all right, Tom. Okay, Tom, I like that. But I, I agree. I, I <laughs> love the way that this schedule is set up for this young team, for this young roster of talent. Because, like you said, this is a great way to develop, to generate momentum early on in the season. Um, And as these young guys start to, like, figure out their footing, understanding assignments, and start playing with more confidence, your schedule is going to get more difficult at the right time. You know, as these guys start to settle in and start to just get more comfortable on the field, the way that this schedule is set up is – super super nice for this young team when you've got a young team like this this is really really nice utah you know we went through the first 5 games and we and, and you talked about the the latter half but man those first 5 games with that bye week before you head down to arizona um man or or no they're playing at utah i apologize but you could really start the season 5 and 0 before a, a fairly difficult game at arizona state Um, man, the way it's set up just in general is a great, great way for this young team to really kind of build their confidence uh, as you move forward. One one thing I wanted to ask Utah because a lot of Utah fans have been banging the table for this to happen for years. This has been something that fans have, have wanted for a really long time, and it's the fact that USC is going to come to Utah November 28th. When it's cold, when winter starts to settle in, uh, USC coming to Utah, what do you think of that, Tom?
2: I mean, I love it. You know, and I I guarantee you, Steve, USC will get off the bus. They'll arrive at the stadium, and a couple minutes later, the players will come out. Some of them will have their shirts off, their bloody nipples, you know, nearly poking each other's eyes out there that cold. (laughs) They're not ready for it. And there are so many kids you know that play on USC that just bask in the the California sun all year long and now when the going gets tough it'll be fascinating to see especially you know and to add to all of that Steve you know the, the head coach Clay Helton he's on the hot seat for the i don't know second or third year in a row who knows if they don't show up at Utah that and I love the man by the way I love Clay Helton but that could be a game that potentially ends Clay Hilton's career at USC. Now, I don't want that to happen because I'm a fan of his. I like him. I've said it on this podcast, and I'll continue to say it. I'm a fan of Clay. I don't want that to happen. But let me tell you, late in the season, if USC hasn't done what USC have wanted to do, and they come to Utah and they don't perform and then get outplayed by a Utah team that's young and inexperienced, then my word is Clay Helton going to have some questions. He may not make it back on that jet plane home. He may, may, he may get fired on the tarmac. And then the week later, Steve, what do you, what do you make about this? A December game at Rice-Eccles Stadium? I, I, when was the last time that happened?
1: Yeah, that's, I, can, I don't know the last time that, that a home game was played in December uh, at Utah. And, and, and look at who that opponent is I was pretty surprised to see that myself just based on you know what we had reported previously at Ute zone but Oregon coming to Utah December 5th and granted it is a little bit colder in in, in Oregon than it is uh, in, you know in Los Angeles in the month of December but still uh, it's it's nothing like those Utah winners and so you've got two matchups with consider you know arguably two of the top at least two of the top three most talented um, rosters in the conference coming to your home, coming to your place uh, to play some football late in the season, much later in the season than, than what we're accustomed to. Um, man, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. You know, we, obviously there aren't going to be fans in the stands, but when you're talking about a home field advantage – I think that weather could play a factor, um, you know, in Utah's favor at least a small one, right? At least a small one, you know. So I'm I I love that to finish that the season with those two games in particular. Man, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, just I I really really just overall just love the way that this schedule is set up.
2: Another storyline, Steve, worth talking about is. Former Lehigh quarterback K-Mon Cooper, and I apologise if I butchered his first name. I've never heard of a first name by the by the name of or Is it Camon? Camon. Camon. I do apologise, but Camon Cooper Steve could suit up in debut against his local collegiate team, Utah. That is a story worth. Now he hasn't been awarded. The head, the head quarterback role, the starting quarterback role, up at Wazoo yet? But he is—he uh, is potentially a chance to get that. He's rather, you know, instead of saying potentially, he's likely. I'll go out and say to be the starting quarterback at Washington State, and he may suit up against the Utes in Week One. That's another storyline to follow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to that will be a, a very, very interesting way to see. Uh just a great little storyline, right? You've got the local kid. He was recruited the same year that Jack Tuttle came to Utah. and obviously, you know, hindsight is 2020, but man, what an interesting dynamic that that game adds to the schedule to, to make that, you know, game one with Cameron Cooper likely to be the starter at Washington State, coming home to Utah. You know, his family, they're they're based out of Lehigh. 've got he's got a younger brother I think that's currently the the quarterback at Lee High school and so that'll be that'll be tremendous to have for them in particular for the coopers themselves um, and man that game that game's gonna be fun Nick Rolovich now the head coach there at Washington State this is his first game uh, interested to see what Washington State looks like post Mike leach now you know with the the leech air raid gone. To, uh, to Mississippi State. Nick Rolovich plays a similar uh, spread it out type of a uh, pass-heavy offense, not quite the air raid where they're looking to stretch you vertically and, and that kind of thing, but it's more of a run and shoot, so it's a little bit more of a balanced attack. Really excited because you look at this, there are two new coaches in the Pac-12 in in Nick Rolovich and, and Carl Durrell at Colorado, and you get to start with those two programs that are arguably – Uh, In in complete rebuild mode. So it'll be uh, really, really interesting. Again, coming back to that, that first point that we made, Utah's got a great opportunity now to really kind of get some wins early in the season, while developing and building and improving uh, for the latter half of the schedule. Okay, I've got a few, uh, a
2: few notes that are uh, worthy of sharing with uh, our listeners, uh, notes that, that came through on the email we, we received at one fifty eight pm on Friday, July 31st. But after that, Steve, I want you to, uh, and I think we both need to go through the schedule, uh, put whether we think Utah wins or loses that game and what their overall record is going to be in 2020 now that we have a season Scheduled. The first note is that uh, student athletes in 2020, if they decide to opt out, and this will be a storyline worth covering because there may well be students from across the conference and maybe even at Utah that decide to not play in 2020 for whatever reason, right? Health risk due to the coronavirus, COVID 19. Uh, maybe they've got a family member that's incredibly high risk and they still live at home, whatever the case may be. okay. If a, if a student-athlete decides to opt out of the 2020 season, they will remain on scholarship, and more importantly, they will remain in good stead with their respective uh, program. So that's, that's the first note is uh, student-athletes should not and will not Uh, shy away or feel forced to participate in 2020 if they do not want to. The second thing is on the webinar that uh, Larry Scott and company held uh, roughly 45 minutes ago, it may well still be going right now. I, I had to get out of it quickly. He said that he is cautiously optimistic that the season goes ahead. Now the schedule has been released and they are planning to play the schedule that can change. Okay. It's all sub- subject to change. We're in the middle of a pandemic and it may not happen. And that's just the reality of it. So I want people to be well aware that there is still a chance the season does not get played, believe it or not. Uh, because who, we, we just don't know what the future holds. Right. The, right. the last thing I'll share is the PAC 12 championship game has been pushed back two weeks to December 19th, uh, It'll give, it'll give, for example, if, if a game is not able to be played because of whatever reason, um, then they have the flexibility in their schedule already. They've got bye weeks put in place for teams. They will be able to play those games prior to, or at least hopefully be able to play those games prior to the start of the championship game to round out the regular season. They're the three notes I want to talk about. Steve, if you could go through the schedule and tell me, whether or not Utah wins or loses that specific game, and what their overall record would be, that would be greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah, I'll go through this right now. I think Utah, Washington State, September twenty sixth. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I think with what Washington has lost last year to this year, I think I'm obviously I'm going to go Utah. So Utah gets a win there. Colorado, they are in complete rebuild mode. Like I know that you mentioned Arizona is arguably the the. Worst program uh, in the Pac-12, and I, I, you know, I think Colorado is is right there with them, uh, just because they have so much to rebuild uh, because of what happened with Mel Tucker and everything. There's a lot of discord uh, within the program of players, or there at least there was. So I'm going to go Utah at Colorado. That's another win. This, this game is going to be interesting. I love Jonathan Smith up at Oregon State. He's done a tremendous job accumulating talent there in Corvallis as, as well as a coach can do, you know bringing in transfers from around the, uh, from around the country. Um, Oregon State at Utah, I still think that, that game I', I still in Utah. Um, I'll go Utah. Utah at UCLA. I think this one Friday night. I'm gonna go. This is a loss. This is where Utah loses their first game of the season wow. at UCLA, which is tough because Utah has owned UCLA over the last two years. But I just think Friday night games on the road are are tough. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. There's a loss there. Uh, Arizona. Yeah, Utah. That's a win. Utah at Arizona State. That's where it gets – this is where it starts to get interesting is this next stretch here. Um, I'm going to say this is a loss as well. So I've now got Utah at 4-2. Um, Washington at Utah. This is going to be a battle like it always is. Uh, it's going to be tight. Uh, I'm going to go Utah wins here, 5-2 uh, and two now. Um, Utah at Cal. Oh, man. I'm gonna think. I say Utah squeezes this one out a victory. It's gonna be a tightly contested contest. Uh, six and two Utah. USC at Utah. Man, this is gonna be tight. But I think USC pulls out the victory. I wish the home crowd was there. Oregon at Utah. I also think Oregon pulls it out. Uh, just the talent there's too much to to overcome. So I've got Utah six and
2: four. I think. Yep. That's. I really right. want to go
1: six and three or seven and three.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Look, I you're generally a little more realistic than I am. This is what I'll say to, to finish the podcast quickly. Uh, I say Utah goes five on the trot. That's wins against Washington State, Colorado, Oregon State, UCLA, and Arizona. I do think they slip up at Arizona State. Uh, okay. I think they beat Washington. Uh, I think they beat Cal, and I think they beat USC, but I think they lose their final regular season game December 5th. Against Oregon at home, I'm going eight and two, baby. Okay, okay. which would be a remarkable win for the program. Um, but you know, I think you're a more along the same lines. Hey,
1: I, we. I go really ahead, Steve seven to three now. I I look at this. I think seven to three is is way more doable. I think they'll get that win at UCLA. I. I don't want to pick against Utah in that game. I'll go Utah in that game. I'll go seven
2: and three. Oh, you're a good man. You are not. You know how to end a bloody podcast, my friend. <laughs> I like that. I like you. I like all our listeners. I, we greatly appreciate you all for tuning in. Steve, be well. Enjoy go- golf. We got to tune into this Mark Harlan webinar. <laughs>